Hello and welcome to the Marketing Retro Podcast, where Josh and Adrian talk about marketing topics on their brain. So, Adrian, what's on your brain this week? Yeah, um, holiday gifts, essentially, and specifically wearables for myself, like mm-hmm. device trackers. So, just to give you a little backstory, um, I live on a farm. We have a hundred acres. It's half a mile from my door to my mailbox. And I walk that a few times a day. Um, And I like to walk it without my phone because I want, this is my time to like disconnect, ground myself, be in nature, that whole thing. I think a lot, pray a lot, just do, you know, some meditation and community things. So I don't want to be attached to my phone, but also as a person who really loves data and is like trying to like optimize my fitness and my health, I kind of want to know like how far am I going? What do my steps look like? How is my heart rate and performing and all of that good stuff? Um, You know, being a marketer, we love data, right? Like I want all of the information so that I can optimize myself and my output as much as possible. So that was kind of the conundrum in my thought, like what can I do where I can go and not have to worry about like holding onto my phone, but I still have the information. And so that's where the wearable idea came to. And so basically this we're talking about this today because I asked in one of the um, Slack groups that we're in, I said, what is your favorite wearable? And we got lots of feedback. And so we decided it would be like, let's talk about holiday gifts for marketers. Like, what are some good ideas? And so we we settled, you advised the Fitbit Charge 4 or 5? Uh, I have the 4, but yeah, we can talk more about about that one. Well, just, just before we get into the details... Um, but yeah, so we're trying, you know, there's, there's these gifts you and I were, have been talking about. And yeah. again, so the title of this episode is more of like, oh, gift, gift ideas for marketers. But so we're both talking about ideas that we've researched for ourselves that I think our spouses are buying for each other <laughs> so yes. in the true spirit of like, you know, gift giving in the, in this era. So I, I think the other one, just so the listeners, if they want to don't, don't care too much about um, fitness trackers, but the other one we're going to talk about is uh, like writing tablet devices and, and things yes. like that, because that was on my side. So I could talk about that one, but um, back to uh, the, the the Fitbit devices. And I think there's just so many options out there these days. Like, And if I was to categorize the various ones, it's like the hardcore health tracking, like extreme ones where it's like, I want GPS, I want all these other things. And then you go on the further end of the spectrum and you have the smart watches where it's like, I want them to be able to play music and do all kinds of other things. And I think the ones we've talked about, the ones that I think resonate with me and I think is more of what is up your alley is this, I want the data. Yeah. (laughs) I don't care about necessarily like, I just, I want a, a tracker that, tracks as much health stuff as it can, but is not an annoyance, inconvenience that I have to charge it every day, that I have to like worry about breaking it. It's like not super expensive, but yeah, give me the data, you know? So. And because we're both Android users, I mm-hmm. care, like I have a Samsung. I It's like the Apple watch idea just sounds overwhelming. Like you're carrying your phone on a watch. Like I didn't want to be connected to my phone. I right. wanted to disconnect. So that was also something that was pretty important to me to get the good data, um, but not be connected to a phone. And you mentioned like the extremes. I'm seeing people now do like wearable uh, needle inserts on their body. Oh, yeah. 
Have you seen these? Like those are intense too. Yeah. I haven't seen them myself, but I have heard about, yeah, to do the like glucose monitoring and stuff. So essentially how, how is the food I'm eating essentially affecting my, you know, sugar levels, my energy levels, different things like that. Yeah. And they come with apps and get into really great detail. I think that just the whole biomedical sphere and wearables in general and how much data one individual person can get about their own body is it's probably never been this much before. Like, honestly, we probably have more personal data that we have access to than what, you know, primary care doctors had 10 years ago. Like, you know, they, they've got this lumen thing where you can blow in stuff, the wearables for the insulin, uh, you know, your heart trackers, the, the new thing about the variable heart tracking rate. I'm not sure what that is yet. Cause I haven't gotten my bit bit, but it's like a different time. It just seems very interesting about the type of gifts and, and the type of wearables and the access to the data that yeah. exists now. So interesting. Yeah. I, and, and without going too into their business models, the other interesting part is a lot of these companies are trying to get into subscriptions, right? So like, yes. that's, that's one of the interesting parts of any of these businesses that they're like, and it's, I feel like it's kind of threading the needle between this mentality of like, I bought a device. Once I pay for the device, that's it. I don't need to do now when the device dies, I'll buy another one. But then also like how, where's that line of like, what is my data and what is your data? Like what Mm -hmm. is the company's data? So um, I think that's an interesting thing that we'll probably see continuing to come up as they have like smart cars that they have. Like, I mean, on the extreme end, I've seen there's, I mean, you've probably seen it in the, there's like, tractors and different things where I think some will come with all the features, but you have to like, you have to like pay for them to get like an upgrade in, in horsepower and different things. I know it's on the, the bigger end of industrial, uh, like construction and stuff, but. Wow. Yeah. Subscription is definitely the model that people are wanting to go for. But what we liked about like basically the holiday gift ideas for marketers is that these kinds of things give you data, they give you information, and then you get to optimize, which that just is a marketer's dream. I think right there is being able to replicate that in your whole life. At least it is mine. Yeah, no, no. And and that market's interesting because there's like the, the data points I brought up to you that I think, you know, hit well for you in a, so I ended up with the Fitbit has a whole line and it yeah. runs the whole spectrum, but right sort of in the middle, it's like a, uh, the charge, which is on the sportier side. So it does last long, um, but it does have most of the like top of the line sensors. And I think that's, what's interesting about this market every year, there's new sensors that can do additional things. So it all started with like heart rate. Yeah. And st- actually it started with step steps, tracking, right? Yeah. It was pedometer. It was like old school pedometer was the first one. And then they added heart rate, which was really cool. And now they have, like I said, there, I think you mentioned the variable heart rate. So there's now it's like, okay, how much does your heart rate very variable? Var- what's your heart rate variability? And now it's got like EKG types of things and there's all kinds of other things. So it's interesting because I like look at my own health scores over time. My resting heart rate one is a really strong indicator of my level of health, which mm-hmm. uh, when COVID hit, uh, like, and I stopped doing as much outdoor exercise or not outdoor, other indoor exercises that I was doing, I saw my heart rate like go up five points. And then, wow. but then once I started being more active again, you know, it took, it took a couple of weeks to drop it back down, but 
it was interesting because now in my head, I use that as a as sort of an indicator for where I am on my on my health spectrum. And if I see it sitting at that plus five, my normal for for like weeks, I'm like, all right, Josh, get off your butt. Yeah, time to go. And it's so accurate though, and like in such a better measurement than I mean, at least as a woman and for me, than like weight, because your weight will mm-hmm. vary and like there's a lot of stigma tied to that. But like your heart rate is a true indicator of health where it's debatable whether weight always is or not. But like, I love that being able to look at really good, solid data that's individual to yourself, right? Like you're not taking someone else's like, oh, this is what it takes to be healthy. You're like, oh, wait, I really do know what's health in my body. Yeah. You're comparing against yourself because you're comparing that's like, how did I feel last year? And things like that. And, And they're starting to take a lot of these metrics and pull them together into things like an overall stress score. Yeah. Some of them are kind of more marketing-y than I feel like, how much does that do? How much do I really trust that? Do I see that a change based off of my behaviors? But obviously the stepping, the the heart rate, the resting heart rate, I think was really important. Um, and, and I'm constantly interested in more data. So like as the... Yeah. As the sensors roll on and they add other things, I'm like, I'd love to have another indicator aside from just resting heart rate. That is that is pretty interesting. So. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. So I'm excited to get that for Christmas. But what is the the other kind of gift that you talked about? The remarkable. I will say I have been eyeballing and um, researching this one for a couple of years now. Okay. So yeah, that one started as, you know, I, uh, over the Thanksgiving break, um, and and I had a retreat a few like a month or so ago, and those are the times where I whip out my handy notebook and I'm yeah. on a plane or I'm on whatever, and I'm just like writing in my Josh scribble that no one else can understand. It's automatically encrypted because no one else can read it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but that's it. Also, it's like very freeing from a creativity standpoint, and I feel like I've tried to solve this multiple ways. I've had Surface tablets that have writing, and I end up doing it once or twice, but then it just doesn't, the novelty of it, or I think the fact of the matter is these devices that they have now, they're supposed to emulate more like paper, right? So yeah. the e-ink, they last a lot longer. You don't have to have this anxiety about the battery life that you do with a laptop or a, or a phone. Um, it's not a slick surface. So they're, again, like writing on glass feels very different than writing on something more tactile. Yeah. Uh, and all these other devices also, they're meant to be purpose-built for just the writing. Like they have, I did, I, I went through reviews, I've talked to people and just, again, way too much research for probably um, what what I should have been doing. Um, but it was interesting to me because I think both of us like to kind of geek out on those things. And um, But the number one one at first, before I did put one in my wife's shopping cart for me to get for Christmas Yeah, <laughs> was, uh, was the, was the remarkable lie. Um, but I, I have since chosen a different one. Um, but I chose, uh, what is now it's called a super note is another okay. one of those ones. So, uh, that's the one I ended up choosing mostly from just, well, I, I'll be honest. One of the factors is remarkable is moving towards this subscription thing. Mm. So like, if you want syncing, to like your your Dropbox and all these other things, it requires a subscription. And that ah. just today feels still feels kind of dirty to me in terms of like a device, like Fitbit, when we were talking about the wearables, 
they have a premium subscription, but the basic tracking for me to go pull back my history of, of things like I can do on my phone and it's still my data. Like, but they have all these premium other metrics that you can add, but I'm like, a, I don't know if I need that. I don't like the feeling of having to, my core use case, having to be on a subscription after I've already shelled out like, you know, three to $500 for a device. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. That should be another podcast. Let's put that one down. Subscription. Sure. Yeah. Um, but so I liked that. I bought a knockoff Remarkable a couple years ago off of Amazon. And mm-hmm. um, what I love, about, I too have a huge notebook sitting next to me. Mm-hmm. Every single meeting I take, all of my stuff is right there. Um, but I am so like just visual in the way that I learn and memorize that I will know where a note is in my notebook by just flipping through the pages, right? Like I know Mm -hmm. I wrote that two thirds of the way down, you know, uh, you know, wherever I can just memorize that. Um, But when I do it digitally, I have no idea where it goes. Like it goes into Mm -hmm. some folder or it goes into a Google doc. And that was what I didn't like about the knockoff that I got is I wanted it to take my handwritten notes turn it into typeface, like a font. Mm, you wanted then, the OCR things, right? Yes. And then take it right into a Google folder, like somewhere that it could be organized. And it didn't really do that. It was just like scanning my messy handwriting onto a scanned Google, Google doc. And I was like, well, that's just messy. Like I might as well keep them all in a notebook. Um, but do, do you know if Remarkable or the one that you're using, what did you call it? Smarter? Uh, Super note. Super note. Does it, how does it, organize the papers once you're done? Like, how are you going to be able to go back and find your stuff? So I believe it has a folder structure all on the device. So it is more of like a typical, like, like file system folder structure. So, and I think mostly it's native storage is either like, you know, PDFs or there are other types of things. It does have a OCR thing, but that was not high on my requirement list for me. And more, more of it was like, I want the fluidity of moving between the paper, the e-paper and the digital, like, cause what I would end up doing is I would write these notes in my hand notebook and then I'd have to transcribe them into my workflow of like the thing I'm mm. actually working on. Right. So it was my creative outlet and I do love that. And I think it's like, you know, much faster for me to draw flow charts and all these other types of things. Yeah. Um, so that's really where I wanted is that like tighter connection and also being able to uh, honestly, take this into other places where, like, hey, I'm I'm at a I'm at a softball game and my daughter's not pitching and we're just waiting around and I might just be sketching and writing and whatever. But now, I have something that I do not require me to do a like translation because I'll have. What's funny is I'll end up with like some levels of anxiety that I have all kinds of ideas in a medium that I don't have easy access to. So until Mm. I process it, so it's like, my hope is that I've shortened the time span and uh, of that translation. And also that I will unlock more creativity by just being able to do it more fluidly and not have the, well, if I write this here, then do I need to transcribe it somewhere else and all those other pieces? So nice. Oh, that makes sense. Especially if it feels the same. I find that if I'm brainstorming, I have to do it with pen and paper as well. And that's probably just being a zennial, you know, being the age that I am. Um, I don't brainstorm very well, even on like a mobile phone or like, I just, yeah, I gotta have pen and paper. Um, but that'll be nice to see if it actually replicates that. If the, the paper textured and the digital stuff actually is a good replacement. 
Yeah, that that was one of the reasons why I picked this one because they they compared the two and they said the remarkable two feels the remarkable ones feel more like uh, pencil and paper, okay. where the super note feels more like pen and and paper. So I don't know. This is like Crazy. with the reviews. So it's just like these nuanced things. I really tried to get into my brain of like what what is really important because of course you start going you know like oh I want apps I want this and it's like no 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 that's not the point. Like, what is my core, like, use case? Yeah, that's my core use case. Yeah. What do I really absolutely need? That's good. So we've got our two gift ideas. I'm mm-hmm. curious what, what would the listeners are asking for that maybe other marketers would like this Christmas or your holiday of choice? What are the yeah. big gifts this year? Let us know. Like, if you're listening and you're like, hey, or if you've tried one of these two products, let us know that as well. Because by the time we publish this, it will not yet be Christmas. So it'll right. be good to know. Right. Yeah. So these are what Adrian and Josh want for Christmas. And and I think our spouses are already have checked, checked them out at this point, but <laughs> could still be great gifts for other people for ideas. Yeah. And um, yeah, love to hear what, uh, what either what you want, maybe that you didn't get, maybe someone else can go look at your comments and, and find the, the gifts that you didn't find under the tree or true. So absolutely. Cool. All, All right. right, Josh. All right. Talk to you later. Bye, Josh.